this is the hard truth. Tony Schaefer, powered by Six Hour and Never Settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. I recommend you carry the best. The best is Big Sour. And we are on the America Out Loud talk radio network, also available on their podcast network. Check us out, Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.com.net. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I should say we're on X. And uh, not to say anything about Disney. Uh, no, no, no comments from Elon to... Uh, to Disney today. Thank you very much. And then Rumble. And we are here today with one of my favorite people in the world for any number of reasons. Uh, the uh, the chief marketing officer of uh, of uh, Six Hour. I think I've heard of those guys. I think I think I've heard of them. And he's also the executive vice president for commercial operations. Welcome to the show again, Tom Taylor. Thanks for being here. Hey, today. hey Tim, just a small gun company trying to squeak by. You know, that's that's all we do here. I know it's like if you guys you uh, get past, well. if you get past flintlocks, you guys will like do great things. I'm sure we're so. we're we're, work, we're we're striving hard to get there. And we're joined today also by one of our senior fellows, distinguished fellows, uh, Tim Wilson, uh, who is from the British Army, retired lieutenant colonel, who uh, naturalized the United States because he has good teeth. Just saying, not that not that the British have bad teeth. He has good teeth, so that's just just you know. I pay enough for them. So anyway, we're going to roll right into my favorite part of the show today is the guns. So I'm going to start off, Tom. Uh, you guys have been do doing amazing things with the 365. I mean, this the one I'm showing the audience, which they can only see if they're watching, but they'll hear about is the standard 365. Uh, I, I love it. I've got the, the Wilson Combat Grips on it. This thing literally with a small uh, holster goes goes right on it will fit in my pocket, and I've got 11 rounds ready to go. It, it is truly an extraordinary weapon. And I know you've got the 320X uh, now. Is that the, I'm sorry, 365X, the, the big, the bigger frame now that they're doing? Oh, X Macro is the, Macro. the largest. It, it, yeah. There's actually four variants uh, and uh, working on some other ideas. But uh, you have the standard, which you were holding up. You have the, the wow. XL. Uh, yeah, sorry, the X. The X, which is the same barrel and slide length as yours with a 12-round uh, grip module magazine. And yep. then the X, the XL, which is a longer slide in a 12-round configuration. And then the X Macro, um, which by the convention we originally launched the 365 with, would have been a 15-round magazine. But during the development of the X Macro, which is um, uh, a, a longer, with a longer grip uh, with XL-sized barrel length, but it's... Um, we were able to compress the spring, so it now has 17 rounds. Wow. So, so you're going 17 plus one with a gun that's still only one inch wide um, and still has that same barrel length and uh, the 3.6 as the XL 365. And, you know, the beauty of that gun is it's pretty well developed for, for concealment, but also, I mean, it could be carried as a duty gun. I mean, if you, you've got 16 rounds with a gun that shoots as accurate, accurately and as, as uh, manageable as that one is. Think about if you're a cop and you carry a gun e essentially every day of your life, why not carry the smallest package you can as long as it runs well, it shoots straight, and it carries 17 rounds. More right. than, I mean, there's a there's some predominant Glock guns on the market today with a, the, the, the high market share of, of police officers carry that are much, there's much larger and only carries 15 rounds. And so- well. There's that. Some of it's light carrying. So I've got my 320, which is a 15 rounder, and I actually love it. This is my standard carry. It's yeah. my kind of standard. You know, I do law enforcement stuff in Virginia still. When I when I do something, this is either on my hip or concealed, and it's 15 rounds. It's the uh, 320 uh, compact, and it's got the the newer slide on it and everything. And Tom, I, I think this is a fabulous weapon, and I, I like it because 
you don't have the extended butt. So, I mean, it does it does really make a difference. And again, I'm a I'm a fan of the Wilson Combat grips just because, for me, they fit my uh, my hand yeah, well. And by great. the way, while I'm on that, they combat, do a great job. They really do. So I've I've got a bag of grips. I, Tom knew I was going to do this. So, <laughs> you know, one of the points your, made, it's, it's, might as well talk about your bag of goodies at Christmas time, right? So uh, I encourage people to not walk out but run out to the largest to their their closest gun store and buy up the grips because ultimately. These things are infinitely modifiable and tailorable. And I think, I don't know if people really understand what an amazing system. I mean, you can go from, now here's another thing I was going to cover in a second. Here's my 320, the M18 copy I have. Uh, this has got the uh, uh, um, uh, anodized uh, uh, grip, the uh, metal grip that you guys have. And yeah, the AXG. And this is an all-steel weapon. So you can actually go from, from essentially uh, the nylon uh, from to, to steel. And, and any one of these things, and this thing, again, has different grip sizes that you can do and everything else. So, so my point is, Tom, is that not only, and I, you guys know I'm sincere when I talk about the fact I carried uh, an M11 in combat. Matter of fact, um, here's the current M11 I carry. This is an M11 uh, A1, which has been modified. As you see, Tom, I stole one of the Legion uh, uppers and put it on top because I like having serrations in the front. My point is, obviously, I care. This is a what I carried in combat, and I, I I grew very accustomed and confident in six quality. So uh, to me, uh, it's easy to talk about the benefits of your product, not only do you power the show, but I mean, my goodness sake, uh, everybody I know carries these things. And I'm going to get to Tim in a second because like, like Tim, I actually also have a 45. This is my first 320. I got a 320 45 caliber. Tim, Tim, I think you have one too, don't you? I, after 30 years in the British army, where my only choice was officially a Browning high power coming to America in the last 20 years and discovering that the, this is, I use many, many pistols, yeah. not just the Browning Hyper, but this is my everyday carry. It's a, a 320 compact, and it is easily the most shootable weapon I've ever owned. So on that point, I mean, I shoot the 45. I've shot a lot of 45s. I started off carrying a standard uh, 45 caliber Colt. And Tom, I'm not saying this because we're friends or I work with you guys, but this thing is amazing and how it feels almost like a nine millimeter when you shoot a 45 round. And I'm talking about shooting your, um, your SIG, uh, um, the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, my goodness, I'm having a, the, yeah. The ground hollow point. Yep. Yeah. The, the, I, these are, this is what I, I shoot. I shoot the hollow point SIG 45 caliber, the plus P and it's amazing. So and not only I, mine too is in 45. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's one of the beauties is that, you know, six hour between design engineers, manufacturing engineers, and quality engineers, we have over 400 engineers in this company. And, yeah. and that's across guns, optics, ammo, suppressors. Um, it's, it's, we, we have more engineers in this company than the top five gun companies combined. And wow. so SIG is, is not just a gun company, it's an engineering company. And, yeah. and when we engineer something, we like to make it better than other products and and manageability of the gun is so important and the 320s always had that shootability that other yeah. guns haven't had and then you know over the years we've you know we, we stumbled into an incredible feature when we launched the specter comp a couple of years ago yeah. which has now led to the the x macro comp 
Uh, but putting this this compensator integrated in the slide on the end of a barrel, you know, I think when we originally thought of it, our engineers were playing with it. We, we thought it'd be kind of sexy and cool to have a compensator on top of the gun. And yeah, maybe it might help a little bit with recoil and muzzle management, those sorts of things. But it's when we measure the 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 performance of that compensator on a gun, it's it's up to 20 percent less recoil. And yeah, yeah. you're talking recoil yeah. significant. And you guys are flashing your 45s there. More recently, we've launched a 10 millimeter and yeah. um, we've recently recently launched a compensated version of that. So, of course, Coney's going to reach in his shelf somewhere and pull out everything I talk about today, probably. But no, um, I don't have the, I don't have the, so the new one. I have the old the, the three twenty two twenty version. So yeah, which is very shootable uh, as well. It's a wonderful yeah. ten millimeter. Oh, yeah. But the three twenty ten millimeter with that compensator on it. You know, if you're whether you just like big guns or whether you're carrying it for backup in bear country or whatever you're carrying it for. I mean, we we launched. You know, the first one we launched was a full size model, but then we launched it in a in a compact size for that very purpose of being able to carry it in the back country. But we put a compensator on it because the reduced barrel length, we were afraid it would have a little too much recoil. Right. And it's amazing. It's by far the best 10, 10 millimeter to shoot on the market. So, um, you know, and then um, there's then there's a um, next frontier. I mean, we love we love working with all these companies. You were showing your Wilson Combat a little earlier. We work with a number of, of partners that that work with us, they work with their engineers, we share information with them. And I think historically, the, the mindset of gun companies was, you know, I want to keep all my information as close to the vest as I can. And right. if you want to build, if you want to build parts, go reverse engineer it, but we're not going to work with you. Know, we looked at it differently. We've sent, we, we sign NDA agreements, you know, non-disclosure agreements with our partners. We send them drawings because we, we want the universe of 320 and 365 components to be as good as they can possibly be because it doesn't do anybody any good if, if one of our valued customers goes out and buys a, com a component that's not good quality because it's a, it's, a it's a little bit of a reflection on us because people sometimes forget that it's a, a, an aftermarket component. And so we, we, love, we love doing that. And even this morning, uh, I mentioned to Tony off air just a little bit that we're working on some next generation ideas for the 320. In yep. terms of other ways, the modularity can be increased even further. Um, you know, I, I think Glock has has sort of become over a 35 year period with the same magazine. There's been a lot of work done on componentry outside the box, not you know not necessarily certified by Glock, but it just became a standard. And, and, and so there's been a lot of aftermarket opportunities. And so um, we continue. We're going to continue to push the envelope with the innovation and the ability. I mean, if you've got a modular gun, why not continue to, to push it? And by the way, while we don't tout it as much, um, the 365 has the same, you know, modularity as the 320. It's not as, as uh, we don't talk about it quite as much because there's not as many ways you can go with it. And plus, a lot of times when you carry when you're purchasing a deep concealment gun, you're not necessarily going to go change it out all the time. It's just, it's it becomes a little bit of more of a utilitarian tool. But it has the same things. And now that we've launched our uh, 365 AXG Legion, so we now have a 365 with a metal grip. And you shoot a, to shoot a small nine millimeter, um, it, it, it's the most friendly subcompact gun you're ever going to shoot. No uh, doubt. No it's, doubt. It's, it, the, the extra weight and the balance and the feel of that gun is just, uh, it has a compensator on it. Yeah. I don't think there's a, a small gun on the market that's going to shoot as well as that one. So, you know, for all those reasons, we just we just love to continue to push the envelope on um, these platforms and and um, 
you know, just in the last uh, year, we not only, you know, the, the M17, M18 are in service with all branches of the U.S. military. We have fulfilled that contract. We'll do, we'll do, we'll release add-ons uh, over time for them to supply to new soldiers and so forth. But we've shipped just south of 500,000 guns to all branches of the U.S. military in, in those guns. And then in, in the last year, as I started, the Canadians have picked up a 320 and they're calling it the C-22. That's their M-17 or whatever. That's what they call it. Yeah. The Aussies have picked up a 320 and uh, they actually per all, all guns they purchase for their military are going to have a, a Romeo 2 optic, which is our higher end, fully um, enclosed uh, optic. It's like a, a tank of a pistol optic. And they have that for all their guns. Yeah. Uh, just recently, within the last few weeks, uh, Denmark announced that they're going with the 320. And so, you know, I, what we like to point out is this is probably I can't think of a gun in history that's ever been more tested uh, than this gun. Uh, it's been unilaterally picked up by all these major militaries. And I think that momentum will continue to roll. And uh, we love it because it just keeps passing these military units uh, testing with fly, flying colors. All the, the high level units in the U.S. are, are using uh, the 320. Most of the high-level units around the world, uh, even more so than the militaries, are using 320s and our obviously our MCX rifles yeah. uh, have kind of taken over that special forces world. And uh, you know, it's just fun to keep pushing the envelope further and further. Well, I will so, say you've got me drooling over the idea of a, a, a 320 compact in 10 millimeter with a compensator on. Yeah, uh, you know, it, the 10 mil was too much of a kick for me. The 45 was just right. So you know. Yeah. I look forward to trying one. That, well, we'll the, talk, the, I mean, the 10 millimeter with that comp will probably have less recoil than the gun you have in your in your holster right now there. Yep. That's something we'll definitely try to cover next year. So, But uh, to the audience, for the audience to know, one of the things I'm showing right now is the Grey Guns uh, grip, which they do a great job of. And also another partner you guys have is Icarus Precision, which is another uh, full metal flame. I've got two of these, not for the same weapon, but, uh, you know, they're different ones. So to Tom's point, uh, you basically... Uh, are able to control by the fact you partner with folks, Tom, you have actually, I think, en enhanced the possibility of the weapon functioning more effectively because you're not like Locke, super like black box, don't tell us anything about what, you know, our business. You welcome the folks and I think innovation. I think Grey Guns for in particular has done a great job because I, as I, if I remember correctly, they really started off the whole uh, Legion series by some of their innovations. Is that is that a, a correct assessment? The trigger on the original Legion yeah. guns were by Bruce Gray, the Gray guns. Oh. And uh, Bruce has been associated with SIG for, I think, over 30 years, which means that goes all the way back to doing, you know, custom jobs on the German, the old German guns and so forth. And, yeah. you know, if there's anybody that understands six hour triggers and 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 how to build good ones and, and as well as overall custom guns, it's Bruce Gray and Gray guns. They do. Like I said, Bruce has been a partner of the company. Um, he's, he's, if you ever meet the guy, he's just, he's the most uh, gracious, kind man you'll ever meet. But the knowledge of how to build an incredible trigger and an incredible gun that's packed inside of, of his very humble uh, persona is just absolutely amazing. And we love working with people like that. It makes us better. Yeah. You know, when you learn from people like Bruce Gray and, and the people at Icarus and and Wilson and, and all the guys that we work with. And there's there, there's over 20 companies that have sort of uh, formalized agreements with us to, to collaborate and make sure that they're building uh, the best products they can because that's just good for our consumer if, if they can have confidence that these 
companies that work with us are, are, are building guns that have been that, that we've, you know, sort of provided information so they can make them as good as they can. Uh, it's better for everybody. And that's that's the way we looked at it. We don't. Yeah, we love to sell our own stuff. We make more money. Um, but we know there's going to be aftermarket componentry right. with a gun that's as popular as the 320 and the 365. So why not make everything out there the best it can possibly be? Well, let's go back to this bridge between the military and and uh, commercial and Sagan. You, uh, I got to tell you, you've been brilliant on that, Tom. Some of the the marketing that you've done, yeah. uh, selling off the original M17s. I mean, just genius. I mean, when those things came back all worn out, man. I I just uh, we talked about this before. It's like, man, that was just utter. And those things, re- you should have charged more, Tom. I because those things resell. Oh my God! Now my like, three times what you sold them for. He tells me that all the time. We should have charged. Oh my God! I mean, oh, what yeah, they, those guns were. I mean, those were they were so legitimate, and it's so you know because they they came back, and I don't know if, for your listeners, um, you know, the guns originally were all coyote, all FDE, yeah. Um, including the trigger, the safeties, and, and the takedown levers and everything. And it was brutal in manufacturing to color those parts. So the Army finally agreed to us to, with us to allow those parts to be black. But they said the only way they'll allow it is if we send back the original 5,000 and, oh. and do that, you know, another 5,000 with the, the black controls. With their arm. Guns to be consistent. They didn't want to have, yeah. you know, the first 5,000 guns to have different controls than the, the next, you know, 400 and, 85,000 or whatever right. it was. So, so we took them back and, and uh, we just released those to the commercial market. And uh, yeah, those were, those, those guns were out there at times going for five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars at times on, on the open market. And so yeah. between that, and then we also did the commemorative models, which was a, a set of 5,000 of the M17s and a set of 5,000 of the M18s. And those have, have gone very well. And I think what you saw today with the, uh, the new, uh, M17, M18X series. I was about to bring it up. Those are authentic. Those are authentic slides because the commercial variant of the 320 has a few differences uh, for for various reasons that I we can either get into or not get into. But at the end of the day, these were slides that had been built for the U.S. military, and and we decided to build them up in this X series, which is a little more akin to some of the the gun that's come at that that was announced today is is really more closely aligned with. Some of the guns the United States Special Forces units at the highest levels are using, as well as um, the Australians and the Den, the, the Danes and others. Um, whereas the U.S. military has the standard grip module, this one uh, evolves to a, the next level um, of units who have picked up the 320 and, and had that X series uh, grip module on it. Well, the X series grip module, I'm I'm just going to say it is superior. It's 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 just a better grip. Period. Uh, at least I mean, for me. And I, they're, I, they're both. I mean, I think the original was was very popular, but when when yeah. we launched shortly thereafter the X series frames, it was great. And then you know the other thing is the Army um, wanted to work with somebody to come up with the right optic for those guns, and so we collaborated with the U.S. Army. And and you know it's funny because you know. Tony, you've seen it, and Tim, you've seen it in, in your country. The military sometimes seems to live behind this black curtain, right? And yep. nobody knows how. They spend. And the deeper the deeper into the organizations you go, the, the 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 you know the blacker the curtain, if you will. But but our experience with the U.S. military and and particularly the U.S. Army, who we work the, the most closely with, they have been so collaborative and so communicative, and what they were looking for, and 
I think that's been one of our strengths is our engineers do a good job of listening. Our, our, our intermediaries that are on our military um, development teams have been good listeners and uh, they were looking for some, some unique things for their red dot optic and hence was born the, the Romeo M17, yeah. uh, which is on that X series pistol. And um, that is, that now has uh, its NSN for the, uh, the U S uh, military. So that is now an authorized optic with an NSN number, a NATO, a NATO number um, for that to be purchased as a, a military product. And so when you're buying these guns and that optic that comes on that X-Series gun, um, you're buying products that we're making for the U.S. military. Not that we have any differences in the guns that we build for the civilian market versus the military anyway, but it's just people seem to love the guns that are selected by military units, whether it's the, the bigger army or, or the special forces units. And so we, we've got the, we've got the technology, we've got the products, we had this overrun. So we decided to launch it. That's great. Well, Tom, like I said, I carry often on occasion, my, a, a copy of the M11, the M11A1, which I love, and it's all metal. Uh, obviously have, people have a variety of, of options, but let's talk about one other military thing before we jump in very quickly to the, the robots, the, the drone issue, uh, the M7 is coming along, uh, I shot at a wall back. It's a great weapon. Uh, wow. You guys have outdone yourselves. Another home run. Uh, so tell us where that's at on, regarding it. Getting that yeah, out. I mean, we're in the final, final stages. I think all the, the manufacturing, the, the our, our building, and uh, you guys have been here just down the highway about uh, about 10 miles or so, uh, our new facility in Rochester where we're building the M7s and the M250s, or at this point, they're still the XM7, XM250 because we haven't shipped the official first uh uh, fully uh, deployed units yet, but uh, but the the rifles, the the uh, machine gun and suppressors are all pretty much production ready, uh, ready to go. We're still putting final touches on the six eight hybrid ammunition down in, in Arkansas, and so we have to be fully ready to begin delivering essentially billions of rounds uh, to the U.S. Mil military. So you know we're a little less advanced in our ammunition sort of. Uh, heritage than we are guns. And so we're just making sure that ammunition is exactly the way it's supposed to be for the army. And so we're, we're, we're ready to, we're about ready to go into full production there. And so within, within a few weeks, I think it's going to get a little tougher for as the holidays approach, but shortly thereafter we get through the holidays, we'll be, we'll be moving those guns into active duty and uh, along with the suppressors. And it's, it's just super exciting to think we're going to embark on something where, you know, when you look at a, a soldier, six months from now or a year from now, their handgun will be a SIG, their battle rifle will be a SIG, their machine gun will be a SIG. And by the way, the rifle packs more, way more punch than our previous product. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Way more punch. And it's oh, way yes. lighter, four pounds lighter. And on the yeah. battlefield, as you guys know, four pounds oh, makes yes. a huge difference in a machine oh, gun. Absolutely. Uh, like uh, the ammunition has the same firepower essentially is a 300 wind mag. So every round going down range will have that kind of uh, lethality is the, the word the U.S. Army likes to, to use. And so, you know, so that is essentially ready. And so we've actually, from an engineering standpoint, other than just putting the final touches on the ammo, are moving on from rifles and machine guns to other technologies that are are taking on the world right now. I mean, it's this, the, the, the technology of things that even two years ago, you probably never would have thought it was anything outside of Hollywood is all starting to happen on the battlefield. And 
And we recognized that we had to begin to dive into that technology to make sure that not only were we just building guns, but we're building a comprehensive portfolio of products that can be ready for the modern battlefield, which is looking really, really different than anything we've ever seen before. So, yeah, so I, we're going to take a break, Tom. If it's okay, I'll have you come back at least at least a little bit after the break. If it's okay, so I want to talk about some where you're going. Is it true that Ron Cohen's going to make everybody dress in Star Trek uniforms as part of the transition? <laughs> I, I think you'd look good. As long and prosper. Right, yeah. I, I think you and Ron would look great in, in, in the, uh, the, the uh, John Luke Picard red, make it so, number one. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so we're, we're going to take a really quick break because, my goodness, Tom, there's just so much to talk about and so little time to get to it, but... Uh, one thing I want to leave the audience with, Tom, I, I got to give you credit. I, I've known you for a while now. They wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your taking some guidance. I, credit where credit's due, Ron Cohen gave you some guidance. But man, oh man, have you fulfilled that guidance? I mean, to think 10 years ago when you all started down this path, you didn't have a military contract to speak of that I know of anyway, other than a few special forces contracts. You didn't have the experience center. You didn't have people literally... Uh, convinced that six hour would provide them a lifestyle that enhances their personal protection, right? I mean, am I telling the truth here or what? I, I think it's been a aligning of the stars with Ron's expertise in engineering and manufacturing and the military and his passion for those kinds of things. And I think that, you know, the gap, there was a, a bit of a gap because SIG had been so focused on um you know, the its heritage with the 226 and the M11A1, the 229 and other products like that. And and so, um, you know, when I originally talked to Ron a little over nine years ago, you know, the mission was how do we make Newington, New Hampshire, the center of the gun universe in terms of, of uh, everything. And so, you know, it's it's and I, I have to say he he has created a um, environment where we take him ideas and we present ideas to him and. He has said yes way more times than he said no to ideas we brought to him and and uh, the the legion ideas and and uh, you know essentially exiting some of the industry trade shows to invest more of our money in consumer facing events, which was a little bit controversial because um, we we still absolutely support our industry in, in a huge way, both financially and with resources. But we love to put guns in people's hands and. Yeah. You know, that's been our mantra is that anybody can go to a trade show and put a gun on a wall and, and you know, gun experts pull all the triggers and say, oh, this is a great trigger. But we love to have the confidence to have people see our guns on the line. We just finished a Freedom Days event for consumers in Florida uh, this past weekend and then uh, three weekends ago in Texas and hundreds of people coming through a, a range day for SIG and thousands and thousands of rounds, unlimited shooting. Um and and the guns just run and run and run, including we had the machine guns there. Yeah. Uh, and people love to shoot the, the military machine guns. And so it's been a, it's been a fun process to get SIG in a place where um, creating, as you said, creating an aspirational brand that, that people believe they can trust um, because it has that military heritage. It has that law enforcement heritage. But also, um, you know, we're we're providing protection for everyday people who live in a very precarious world right now. Yeah. And so and, and I'm a practical shooter. I, I, I came to the brand based on the choices I had to make when I, before I went into combat. And obviously, I chose your weapon. I'm uh, very happy I made that choice. But I think many of us, like Tim and I, we're not going to go out there and shoot uh, 15 magazines of stuff during a, 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 a competition. Our job is to defend uh, our family, our friends, 
you know, I got a little bit of land down here and I, I carry it practically when I need to, when I'm in, in law enforcement status, but uh, I think it's brilliant. So anyway, so Tom, before we go to break, if people can see all these great innovations on sixhour.com, I was just on, uh, literally just on uh, looking at your stuff on um, X. No, on not on X. I was just on it on Instagram, looking oh, at okay. the, the the 17X and the 18X. And anyway, so we'll take a break right now. We'll come back and continue the conversation because you all just bought some new technology. We'll talk a little bit about that. Tim will lead that. And so this is uh, part one of the hard truth. We'll be back with part two in just a few minutes. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey, this is part two with the R-Truth Tony Schaefer. Still powered and more powerful than ever with five, six hour, never settle. Uh, I had a choice of where to carry it in combat. I always carried the best. I deeply recommend you carry six hour for any number of w- wonderful reasons. Never settle. We're on the America Out Loud post- podcast and radio network. Check us out at uh, projectsentinel.com and on all the social media sites, et cetera, et cetera. We're joined the second half here by the effervescent uh, Elizabeth Breckenkamp and the, the ever astute Chris Cordani. Rally ho. Yeah, rally ho. So um, we were just getting through the amazing line of SIG's uh, uh, weapons, uh, weapon systems, uh, the, the modularity, the amazing amount of, of research development and uh, just care that goes into the line of weapons. And, 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 and giving Tom full credit where credit's due for essentially establishing the, the, the national trend of, of six hour global trend of six hour dominating the military market and in, a, in, a, in an, an extraordinarily effective way so not only are they going into uh, expanding the military sectors are doing some new things with general robotics so uh, tom i'm gonna w- what's that all about tell us about the general robotics thing a little bit yeah i think um you know we SIG, SIG is pretty good at making guns, and we've become pretty, pretty good at making ammunition, and, and all those things came together. The suppressors are great. The optics are incredible, and we didn't even talk much about our optics other than the pistol red dots, but I mean, our Tango 6T is the big Army's optic. It's uh, it, it's with the squad-designated marksman, special forces, SOCOM. All, all those guys have transitioned from the ACOG to the Tango 6T. Um, so we've done a, a lot of the traditional things in armament for, for that and for small arms. But we also began to recognize that, as I mentioned before the break, you know, the, the world is the battlefield is changing um, mm-hmm. with drones and, and all the different things that are out there. And so um, in us looking at how we um, continue to not just make guns, but but make other products that make our soldiers safer, uh, that give us more lethality. Um, we found a company in I- Israel that's called General Robotics, and um, they make drones that make land small land vehicle unmanned little mini tanks essentially that can go in and do crazy things uh, inside of uh, buildings or, or wherever so if, if you need eyes or you need distractions or you, you even need armament uh, inside something that you can't see these uh, either flying or land vehicles drones or land vehicles uh, can go in and take a look but the the real cherry I would say of what we were looking at was uh, the RWS the the remote weapon station and so this is essentially a cradle that sits on top of a, whether it's a Humvee, a Razor, a boat, um, a, an unmanned vehicle, you name it. it. It sits on there. We mount our uh, light machine gun or hopefully soon to be one we haven't talked about much, a medium machine gun uh, that we have essentially ready for market, which shoots a 338 Norma and 338 Norma hybrid, which is the same wow. technology we use on our, our uh, 6.8 size round. Um, we needed something to be able to mount that gun. And, and so we have this system. It also has uh, a, a very sophisticated uh, radar system. And essentially, you can sit in a vehicle or in a remote location and look at a screen, look at your, your battlefield, your targets. You can tap on your target. And this gun, uh, the system will, it, it's sort of the machine gun or land version of missile lock, if you will. 
Um, so it'll lock on its target. And when it's, when the gun is ready, it'll discharge and the target can be moving and you can be moving the vehicle it's mounted on can be moving. So you can have wow. two different movements going on and this gun will lock on its target. It'll discharge and, and take out its target, even to the of being able to track drones in the air. Um, I mean, that, that requires a little more, um, um, technology that we've developed in the land unit, the regular land units to do the drone tracking, but we have that technology and to watch it work is absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, you know, I, you think about statistics over the years that when the U S military, Tony, you might know these statistics, Tim might, but when we went from, a, a you know, rifles without optics to the ACOG back in the early parts of the war around 2000, whatever it was, four, five, six, whenever that was. The transition started. Bullets per, per like, uh, kill were, went from like 83 to 18 or something. I mean, it yep. just, it's way more lethal without just spraying bullets down, down range and, and scopes, uh, optics made us, made us better, uh, fighters, if you will. And so I think yep. you have something similar here. This system goes off when it's on target and, uh, it's it's pretty amazing and then that has led to us diving into the other technologies that general robotics uh has which are which are drones and which are which are uh, sort of mini land vehicles and we've coupled that with some very high level u.s military um technology people that came from some of the very highest level military units that were into this technology some time ago the very early stages of it and those some of those folks are now working here at sig so we're coupling U.S. military people who are on the bleeding edge of some of this technology with this company that we we've purchased, and um, we are we are we have working prototypes and essentially ready to go into production with uh, drones that can deliver eyes that can, you know to be able to see inside places that can deliver payload, uh, whether it be we we actually. You know, I think if you look at sometimes the bad guys and they use drones, they're basically using drones that can fly up and drop a grenade or drop an RPG uh, right. on somebody and the collateral damage is whatever it is. And that's why they're bad guys. We don't necessarily like that approach. We prefer to be more surgical. And so we're mounting gun systems in these drones to make sure that we can see what we're shooting and be able to, to differentiate between a bad guy and a good guy. And so, um, those are all things that are in real time happening here at Stig, and you know, I just think it's it's something that I always think back to the uh, the Gerard Butler movie with the drone attack on on uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, I think it was the second uh, in the White House Down series or whatever it yeah. was. But I might have the name of the movie wrong. Oh, Olympus, Olympus has fallen. I think it is. Olympus yeah. is falling. There you go. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. This you know, this is crazy stuff. And guess what? It's not crazy stuff. It's happening all over the world exactly as that's portrayed, and so um, that's the way the battlefield is going to go. It's there's there is we've learned that there is a always going to be. It looks like there's going to be a need for a soldier, a, a battlefield. There's that's going to happen. It, it's inevitable that we're going to have a battlefield, even as modern as technology gets. But at the same time, what's happening within that battlefield is going to be very different. Yeah. Yep. So it's been fun for Sig to engage in this technology and. And watch it happen so quickly with our, our very smart partners at General Robotics. And uh, you know, the only thing I think that was sort of precluding them from being um, the best in the world at what they did is just manufacturing capability. They were they yeah. had the technology, but 
sometimes you just need somebody that's really good at manufacturing and has the bandwidth to do that. And guess what? We got a lot of big buildings that you guys have seen here and, and we've oh, expanded yeah. dramatically. Um, and, and we have the capability to build those weapon systems now at SIG. It's an area I know well because I was heavily involved back a long time ago with the British Army's drone development. And the Israelis have the lead back then. Um, and, you know, are basically the ones that innovated drones into the whole range that we now have from very small, very lightweight, not used for much more than recon through to, I mean, what you're talking about, Tom, will end up, I'm sure, as well with drone versus drone you know, as one of the counters to the hand grenade, hand grenade dropping type, because those guys don't have the manufacturing and engineering capability. What they have is the backyard shop. And, yes. you know, mm -hmm. robotics are a great firm and the partnership with SIG is going to produce truly wonderful things. And I'm so glad you have the people you have working with you um, to actually innovate and take this forward in a really effective manner. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it just needed some. I mean, we we were one of the first to ever deliver um, with with the MHS uh, modular handgun system with the M seventeen eighteen. We delivered on time and we completed the contract on time. And that's you guys know that is very rare in military contract world. And so we we did that, and I think that gave the army and, and the rest of the military confidence that SIG could do these things. And so you know we. You know, when we when we embarked on this mission, uh, SIG is sitting around uh, a million square feet of manufacturing space between our our firearms and suppressors facilities in New Hampshire, our optics mm -hmm. facilities in Oregon, and our and our um, uh, ammo facilities in Arkansas. And if you look 24 months down the road, we'll probably be somewhere between 1.6 and 1.8 million, 100 wow. million uh, square feet of manufacturing space, and even wow. more. We probably got to add six to eight hundred employees across those facilities to help fulfill these contracts. And so, um, hmm. but what that does is it gives us the bandwidth to add manufacturing capability for these um, these sort of uh, cutting edge weapon systems that uh, that we want to be able to say that we can holistically cover the battlefield. Um, you know, we don't have a vehicle per se yet, and I'm not sure that's something we're going to get into. But all the accoutrement that goes on vehicles, around vehicles, in buildings. I mean, some of the, the the testing that we've done, you know, we've we've done training scenarios where we have units stacked up outside doors and they send this drone in and they've got they've got eyes, they've got ears, they've got lethality that they can if it's clear, if the threat is clear, they know what to do. But at a minimum, they know what they're walking into, whether yep. it's one person or, or five people or whether there's innocent people or or, or whatever in the room. And then, um, you know, the, the little land unit that we have that's that's a little mini tank that's about 18 inches long, it can provide eyes, it can provide ears, it can provide uh, sound sound um, sort of distraction. It has a, it has sirens that can go off. It has flashing strobes that can go off. Um, you know, it can do a number of things to distract. Because you, you know that you guys all know the drill way better than I do. You, you've served, you know, at a level where anytime you can throw a distraction at your enemy, I mean, yep. I you, you have a bit of an advantage and that's what these things are doing. They're going in and they're, you know, they're creating that strobe in your eyes. They're creating, um, you know, I believe they can deploy tear gas as well. Come we can, de we can deploy tear gas. We can, we can deploy flashbangs from them. Yep. Uh, we can do any, anything, any level of distraction that one little vehicle can roll in and do that. And by the way, that has great application in law enforcement as well, not just military. Yep. I mean, yep. imagine the hostage situations and, 
whether whether it's a, in a home or a bank or whatever. And I don't and they, know if you watch Police Live ever, but they actually had one on on a couple of weeks ago, and they also had drones in use. It was really good to see law enforcement using it. And this is all one of the things I got to compliment you on, Tom, is that the the, in, the development of technology and the implementation of technology that SIG is innovating and deploying is good for everybody. It's good for, you know, the nation. It's good for national defense. It's good for law enforcement. It's good for home defense, therefore. All down to SIG's go-ahead attitude for which, on a personal level, thank you. Yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those things that a lot of times you have you have engineers that, that come up with ideas and build things, but then it's, it's a little bit like the story of General Robotics. Phenomenal company that just didn't quite have the bandwidth to execute it. And that's what I hope that we bring to the party is a, an ability to think about it and and uh, come up with the ideas, but then also uh, manufacture it, implement it. More recently, we've had um, we've had very I don't want to get in any names or anything, but we've had very um, very smart people that have reached out to us to collaborate with us on these ideas because they see what we're doing. They've yeah. been part of technologies and other categories that are crazy modern technologies. And then they reached out to us and said, I think I can help you with this. And so um, it's fun to see sort of that that um, um, expansion of people reaching out for us saying, I see what you're doing and I'd like to work with you. And, uh, you know, I hope it's like it just it just sort of cultivates a culture here that continues to, uh, to have better and better technology to go along with just the, uh, you know, the regular the regular technology of, of firearms and optics and ammunition and suppressors and so on. Well, Tom, on that point, before we jump off to do a, Tony's takes here in a second, what Tim just said, I think, has huge uh, importance to not only what you guys are doing, but the fact is, and you just said it, everything you do in some form is to consider how the individual in the field, either a personal choice of a weapon at home, uh, in your vehicle, or the military going into God knows where on the planet in the worst possible conditions, often in horrible weather, trying to figure out what's next uh, on the next ridge or just past that door. And the fact is you have a, a completely effective uh, tapestry of, of technology. And I, I, I don't know of any other company, not, not even a gun company, not another company that's, that's been looking at the, the shooter, to the technology, to the level of, of ISR, and to, and, and, and for those who don't uh, follow it, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance capabilities that are integrated to the, to the tactical level, like you're doing. I, I think it's it's brilliant. Well, we just, you know, we we when we competed for the next generation squad weapons project, we were competing against the big boys, General Dynamics, yeah. Dextron, and 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 you know, in these other categories, there's other behemoth, you know, players and. You know, we we've got to get our legs under us, and that's what that's what our goal is. We we don't want to be just a gun company. We want to be a holistic right. defense company, and that's where I hope we're trending. That's great. So, um, so again, we we uh, are proud to have you guys power our, our show, and yep. we'd like to believe we do you right by the fact we highlight your weapons on a weekly basis. This is one of my favorites. Again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, which is the M18 with the AXG frame, which I actually carry and, and use in the field quite often, and Tim has his. So uh, we'll, you know, continue to provide that as a, a source of inspiration to our audience, Tom. So, well, uh oh, I get the uh -oh. 
guns in the office because we're not allowed to have guns in the office area. Yeah. <laughs> too many risks with all the bullets and guns that go on here. But so I've got my blue gun. So That's I can good. play with so, Tom, I thought you were going to grab a guitar like Ted Nugent did and play us a song. I, I was disappointed. Uh, or a harmonica. Yeah, that would have been That's the only right. thing I can play is a radio. So we're, we're good there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is it that time, Chris? It is time for it's, Tony's it's Takes. Time. And Tony's Takes is powered by Sig Sauer. I know those guys. That's right. Never settle. Mm. I don't settle. And I don't settle for dumb questions on this, but I do have a lot of fun with what's going on in the world. So let's check this one out. Okay. All right. Randy Weingarten, American Federation of Teachers president, posted on X, claiming yes. teachers that this, that the union and the teachers unions worked hard to reopen U.S. schools for safe in-person learning beginning back in April 2020. <laughs> That's a complete line nobody believes, but she's been spending it for over a year. Does, right. does she really think people will believe this? She's a culprit. What's your take? So I think she's a Klingon, and she's trying to use the Klingon cloaking device to hide uh, her misstatement on the issue. Does it, would that be accurate? I think so. Because, you know, That's the Klingons... perfectly logical, isn't well, it? The Klingons are great at using cloaking devices, so maybe it's kind of a combination of the, the Jedi mind trick and cloaking device. That's the only thing I can think of. So any other thoughts? It's, yeah, <laughs> Tim, I don't get it. In Radio Land, Tim's covering his face on this one. <laughs> um, if anybody does believe her, I just feel sad for them. It's like, why would you believe that? Well, because she's holding it over the off. So it's it's interesting because Tom Tom knows this. During that time, we were up at your place during COVID, right? We were up there doing yep. things. Uh, we did oh. our video. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yes, that's right. video. Yeah, that's right. So we weren't we weren't affected by uh, anything the educators said regarding not showing up. <laughs> Here's another one, Tony, and this right. is funny because the Chicago mayor Brandon Johnson Brandon is Johnson. addressing crime in his city. Okay, he yes. now uh -huh. he's blaming. Now get this: he's blaming right wing extremists for Ooh. crime in his city. Ooh. And did we not yeah. learn from the Jesse Smollett of uh, altercation, if you will? that uh, the inner city of Chicago is not exactly a right-wing outpost. What's your take? So all he's trying to do, Chris, is get Geraldo Rivera to come back and start opening doors in the city. That's all he's doing. He's trying to draw <laughs> drama. You know, Geraldo does not like right-wing extremists, so they've got a building. They probably put a bunch of doors in. It said it was uh, Donald Trump's lost brief or something. I don't know. But they're going to try to get, uh, get uh, Geraldo to come out and start opening doors and, and try to find things. I think that's what's going on. Is he going to draw the game plan, his game plan in the sand and explain the whole thing? I think oh so. Gosh. I mean, who who wouldn't want to watch Geraldo uh, 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 open doors and see things which are really dusty? I remember that as a kid. Who, who, who would not remember the Al Capone secret room that I think had uh, two dozen Reader's Digests and uh, a slightly blue... Uh, series of books relating to African tribes. Who, who would not forget? Who would not forget? No, I, I remember. Oh, just looks like a Muppet. He just looks like a caricature. His mustache and the hair. He just, he doesn't even look like. You no, know, I met Geraldo. Did you know? I mean, it's in my book. So I was going, uh, it was the middle of the night at Bagram. I was going to the bathroom, which we all have to do in the middle of the night. And I hear some commotion. Some guy says, Hey, Geraldo's over there. It's like, Really? It's like, uh, in the okay. so I'm going to the portage, you know, the portage johns. It's all dark, it's all tactical, so you can't see anything. So I'm standing in front of a door at one of these, these portage johns, and then so the door opens and out pops Geraldo. I says, I'm Geraldo Rivera, and I said, Yeah, I know. And I walked around him and I went into the, the, the portage. <laughs> 
Well, George Carlin said it best. You got to be brain dead to watch Geraldo anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> Uh, here's another one. Let's float this right. around the uh, around here. I, I've been watching John Fetterman, and he seems to be recovering pretty well. In mm. fact, I'm I believe the man's been lucid recently. However, check this out. All right, he angered his lefty cult followers by supporting Israel. But Tony, as a, as a man with credentials here and almost everything, yeah. is there a correlation between mental competence and angering Marxists? Well, look. Um... I don't know what to say about that because every Marxist I know is is fundamentally insane. So if if you if you remove the insanity from a Marxist, maybe they become sane. Is that a, is that a is that an equation we could kind of do some research on? I don't know. <laughs> a single data, a single data point does not make a trend. I know. Well, I mean, wow. I don't know. Um, well, it looks like he's been recovering. It looks like he's been more lucid. He comes up with something lucid, and the nuts just get get upset at him. Well, Think let about me say yeah. about this like the comments you made about uh, George Santos and then Menendez. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say something as a, as a, as a policy issue. Anybody who actually says anything favorable about Hamas literally is insane. I mean, if, if you if anybody who has not reviewed those accounts of the atrocities of 7 October, and by the way, this is something that's being way underreported. I'm going to talk about it tonight with Ed Henry on, on Newsmax. The reason Hamas did not give up those women is because they know the moment they get out, they're going to have all these stories of the atrocities they are currently living through. Exactly. That's why they stopped. And so I get fed up by the left. And I'm sorry, this is this is a hot button for me. Mm -hmm. uh, when the left talks about, oh, genocide, I'm sorry. There are 400 million Arabs in the Middle East. There are about, I think, 18 million uh, Jews. And I think that uh, they're outnumbered, outgunned, and the idea that some terrorist organization that literally tortures babies, cuts off their heads, burns people alive, somehow that is morally equivalent to the IDF using the best technology, the best tactics and techniques mm -hmm. to root out and, and protect the civilians of, of Palestine, at the same time killing bad guys. I, don't, I, I can't believe anybody who has any brain and can can get past the very fact of what he's talking. Yeah, about. I agree. Yeah. And Joe right. Biden. And Joe Biden. I want to throw this to all of you. We have about a minute or so left. I want to throw this to you. Joe Biden actually made a demand that Israel wrap things up by January. Like he has political pull around the world to do that. <laughs> What's happening so, in January for Biden? God. I, I think I think um, he's like uh, having another blood transfusion. I think he's uh, you know. Oh, that could be it. It's like Mr. Burns on on uh, Simpsons. <laughs> Jill gets her New Year's wishes. <gasps> so, oh, that's by it. The way, I don't. I testified before Joe Biden uh, back in uh, 2005, or as part of Able Danger. So I've met the guy. So, and I've been in the Excel Lounge with him too in New York. We've actually been in the Excel Lounge together. There's some pictures of he and I out there. So, anyway, um, it's been an interesting show, Tom. Uh, I look. I'm not saying this because I know you personally. You're my friend. You guys are kicking ass, and I, I, I mean, I just don't know how to say it in any, any clearer terms. It's like, man, I, I seriously don't know of any other company, and I, I deal with a lot of folks on a daily basis who has been so comprehensive and effective of moving their entire organization to double its capacity to do the right thing for the public. So kudos on you, and Merry Christmas. You and Thank the folks. you, Tony. It's, uh, you know, we value and I value your friendship and I've enjoyed getting to know the team here at The Hard Truth. And um, and our 
previous times with Elizabeth and, and Tim and just have enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, we're just we're just pedaling as fast as we can. It's it's a dangerous world out there and, and we're really proud to do our part to uh, to try to help protect it. And so this ends another episode of The Hard Truth. And uh, shout out to our friend Cherie Curry. Cherie does our bumper and uh, and theme music. God bless you, Cherie. And obviously, a, a very Merry Christmas to you. And and uh, we're going to have her back on the show sometime soon. And uh, we'll be doing another a number of other interesting things to continue our discussion from everything from uh, our sponsor, Six Hour, to climate change, to issues relating to women's rights. We've had several programs on that. So we'll continue to have you all show up. Uh, ask the hard questions so we can try to get you the hard truth. So thanks for being here today. We'll see you again real soon.